Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Sean Austin. Sean Austin is co-founder, CEO, and the mastermind and driving force behind Helios. From leading the strategic mission and business development to rolling up his sleeves for the hands-on work of daily operations, Sean is invested in elevating the future of voice technology through tone. Over 15 years ago, when Sean heard about brain scientist Dr. Schock at his alma mater of Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, it was his vision to merge the charisma of a product visionary with the scientific mastery of a modern Wozniak. It all started at 19 years old when Sean founded his own audio biometric analysis company advised by Dr. Schock. Well, good afternoon, Sean. Welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Awesome, Sean. I appreciate you being here. And we were just talking about this big storm rolling through. So I'm glad we were uh, able to survive the holidays, number one, but also survive that big uh, bomb cyclone. Uh, but anyway, Sean, we want to talk about your story and your company and what you're doing out there. So we're going to just jump right into these questions here. Let's talk a little bit about your career in technology. You're a programmer, a product manager. Now you're the co-founder and CEO of Helios. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think I actually always have been uh, very interested from an early uh, early age on technology, right? What it can mean to fuse sort of business with what's um, what's possible. So from probably the age of 18, I was uh, very deep in that trajectory, right? So going to a college that gave me a technical background, gave me the capabilities to um, support that. So I did computer science as a component of like learning, right? And kind of knew that fusion of technical with business was was where I wanted to go. So that that's where, um, you know, my kind of like academic career started or my, you know, college days, and then consistently wanted to find uh, that fusion in startups. So had um, lucky enough to actually get paired with a few startups, one being the first company that Spotify acquired way back when. I think that is now uh, 10 years ago. I, I joined that as the first US kind of hire. And that uh, that kind of like got, got the bug with me with startups. I mean, I mean, I had my own, then I went to that one. But that, again, that like fusion of technology, like a more technical degree with um, what's possible. So startups being kind of this embodiment of what's possible in the world, and what could be, um, you know, really, like, I guess, what could be what these big, big opportunities and big changing moments. So Spotify was one for music, um, stayed with them for years, uh, joined actually a company that let me build startups. So support them on the technical side of the product manager and really work with their, you know, their co-founders to build their initial MVPs. Um, worked out in Sweden at a company for a buy now, pay later company called Klarna, uh, which had some rapid growth too, uh, with everything going on with kind of buy now, pay later companies. And now 2017, you know, came back and said with my co-founder I've known for a decade that uh that fusion of really really like hard hard technical problems right to your question of what like drives me or interests me uh and what's possible we said like what what would happen if we tried to do this so he's a academic at the highest caliber so way more technical than I which always has interest me and then I have a pretty you know technical background and we said that this scale I've seen mixed with his background um and his, you know, interest and his curiosity, we said Helios is uh, an idea that we get really excited about. I love that story, Sean. I, I really do appreciate it. You know, it's, it's, you had that bug in you early on as an entrepreneur. And 
you know, we, we have a ton of uh, CEOs and executives, but a lot of entrepreneurs, and you can always tell um, that they got this fire in them. And I know entrepreneurship's not easy, but uh, it's it's just really refreshing and rewarding to hear uh, those types of guests. So thank you very much. And Sean, switching gears a little bit, let's talk about Helios a little bit. Uh, Helios delivers a new category of investor insights where investors can now leverage the power of voice to increase confidence in their trading decisions. Could you maybe talk to us about this and how you leverage natural language processing? Yeah, absolutely. So at Helios, we have a mission to bring transparency to actually more than the financial markets even, but financial markets as a major beachhead. It's this idea that when you speak, 38% of a message is your tone of voice. So human beings are the most, as we kind of all know, as, as the most advanced like communication and, and species and, and animal, you know, whatever word you want to use that's uh, that's ever existed to our knowledge. And a big piece of that is tone. So tone lets us change, you know, sarcasm, lets us change messages and convey them in different ways. And the uh, the great part about Helios is, and and anyone working in this space, is that they understand tone has, has a lot of value. So when you think about 38% of a message is captured in that, that basically means intelligence can be derived from it. Uh, interpretation can be enhanced or completed. It's just core to communication. So what we've done is orient a platform and technology around analyzing that. So it is, uh, as you can probably imagine, not too easy to pull that off. Like it doesn't really exist in the way we've designed it. And it doesn't exist at all, except for us with financial markets. But when a CEO, like I'm talking, for instance, or anyone on a public call, uh, CEO, CFO, COO is is doing an earnings call, quarterly earnings call, their tone means something. So it has a slight swizzle. It doesn't probably mean they're being sarcastic, but it could. But there's a big component of the sort of like belief um, in the future. So if you talk about like a product that's going to launch or a merger, or even if you don't talk about a merger, actually, we can detect some things from tone that um, audio is captured. We process it. And it's really around that idea of getting transparency out there. So transparency drives uh, better market efficiency. It drives better pricing. And if you can price better, you can trade better. If you can trade better, you know, that's a very important thing for, uh, in a way, actually for the world, right? Like um, not to not to go down a rabbit hole for more than maybe 15 seconds, but we know of some uh, very recent events of, you know, crypto exchanges not being transparent. A lot of things have happened uh, beyond crypto. You know, it's not just that space, but a lot of things have uh, shown where transparency is paramount. You know, so tone of voice isn't a perfect lens into everything that's happening, but people speak a lot. You know, I'm talking right now on something, uh, talking on a podcast, right? Speaking of something, if you could analyze this tone and capture this 38% all the time, you're going to have better understanding. And what that leads you to really depends on the exact position you are and exactly what you do as a sort of application or a company. But think about people trading, think about people doing research, think about private equity analyzing uh, firms and doing due diligence, right? There's you know millions of conversations, billions of hours of conversations happening um, across the world. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I appreciate that. I had not... I, you know, we've heard the application of NLP uh, used in many different industries, but uh, yours is certainly unique, and uh, I'm very excited to learn more about it. So, Sean, we're a technology publication, and we focus on emerging tech, so we do like to get in the weeds a little bit if we can, oh, yeah. um, if, if you're comfortable. Um, you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging tech in your tech stack. Could you possibly share something with us today? 
Yeah, I got, sure. A uh, bunch, except maybe like a uh, code snippets. <laughs> but the the idea, is, well, actually, number one, top of the funnel is that that um, to be you know really precise. It's not NLP. So natural language processing uh, is a domain that's been around for you know a reasonable amount of time in financial markets, probably about 15 years as a technology stack that actually will do um, speech to text, right? Like ASR, automatic uh, speech recognition type um, baselines, right? So that's sort of base technology that I'll then pipe into all the different ways of processing that to get understanding. So think of like NLU, you know, natural language understanding on top of that. So there is a whole stack um, built around the language component and then multi-language, right, is an extension. So a lot of very um, large companies now like DeepGram, we think just closed like a $75 million round, even with everything going on. So they're they're doing quite well. Um, companies like Symbol, um, for our space, companies like Alexandria Technology. So a lot, and then there's tons and tons like Google has theirs, right? So what we do is uh, tonal analysis. So it's basically uh, speech analytics or uh, uh, sound engineering is another way to, to speak of it, right? So we take in the same f- core files, like corpus of audio, but we don't do any deconstruction on the NLP side or anything on the language side and using anything NLP or NLU related. We ultimately take the millisecond uh, waveforms, right? And we translate those into meaningful analysis and meaningful uh, understanding. So it's an, it's a very different process. Ultimately, you fuse them together. So talk about fusion of uh, technology and, and uh, business beforehand. But you need to take those because like we're having a conversation where I'm using tones and I'm using language right so they go together but the actual technologies is different so what we've done and some kind of important details um still kind of high level but we use google cloud for all this processing right so we actually have had to design our algorithms from scratch so you think about pulling in five hundred thousand um hour-long mp3s or mp4s uh the process of actually ingesting those is what i've done in the past so at helios we knew how to go about big data um, processing and ingestion and storage. So that think about like all the pieces you need to do to store that enormous data set and then actually compute over it. So our system actually has tons of compute cores and resources running in the cloud um, to constantly run through training. So that is for us kind of our bread and butter is a combination of big data intake, ingestion, storage, because uh, that gets pricey uh, acquisition, I guess, even of the data. And then a lot of training over a gigantic data set, right? So that needs to be optimized in some ways. And then ultimately you build uh, models, deployable models and predictions off of it that need to be rigorously tested for the financial markets. So if you have a volatility, implied volatility forecast for 30 days, which is a model that's been created off of this unique data set that we've also created, then that's you know that's the end, end goal is can you have these forecasts? Can you have these... Scores built upon voice, you know, could you ultimately at one point do it around sales conversions on a call, right? By the voice tone, if someone sounds like they're, you know, very excited about the product or conversation. But that pipeline, right? That pipeline is what's so valuable at Helios is it's extremely scaled at this point and um, fully deployed, right? Customers on it. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate you sharing. And again, we do have a lot of techies in our audience and we do like to get in the weeds a little bit, but uh, I do appreciate the share in that. And Sean, last question here for you today. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either tech or entrepreneurship? 
Yeah, and I was thinking about this uh, for a while beforehand because I didn't want to just say whatever the first thing that came out of my mind was because it'd probably be less impactful. So the one uh, one piece I tell people actually a lot. So people who've been on my teams who are like learning product or doing more product because essentially I've been doing product for 15 years or 16 years now, like one way, shape or form. The most important thing I've, I think, ever told anyone or like instilled in my head is that that uh, which is not the first time someone said this, but totally would reinforce it is the that lean concept. So not waiting for perfection, which feels very, very strange, I think, at a lot of times. And it does not always apply to every industry. I think like if you're making a movie, you know, I think that's a different scenario. <laughs> if you're dropping, uh, you know, 100 million on something that you have to send out one time. But when you think about software, so anyone in this space, especially software, right, hardware is then a little different too but this idea of make sure you can just totally strip it down to the absolute core and that doesn't you know a lot of times that doesn't have to be expensive with all the resources now available so it's very i think possible in a very lean way to make something could be quick too but something very lean and skinny and that solves a problem i try to do that every single day we're doing anything so it's always easy to like bloat it and and think you need more time and wait to be perfect and it's really like people thinking they're mitigating risk or being safe uh what i've had to continue the battle with is flipping that so by getting it out there seeing what someone thinks a lot of people in the beginning of helios saw the promise but could not use the early early stage prototype and product but we still got it out there i still had a hundred conversations with quantitative investors i was not, you know, I was open and transparent about what it was, but the promise of what it could be and all that shaping and conversation always, always, always drives value. And I would just say it should apply for, it has always applied for everything I've done in software. So it's hard to embody it, I think, because it's so counterintuitive at times. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. Uh, And again, that helps a lot of people hear that are, are again in tech or maybe they're trying to get into entrepreneurship but uh very helpful gems that you shared with us today so i appreciate that and sean it was a pleasure having you on today and i look forward to speaking with you real soon thank you thanks for having me bye for now 